so about being a community together, yeah. knowing we're not alone. Yes, I think that you know, with the restraints that we have physically, it's all the more important to make sure for your mental health, for your spiritual yeah. health, for your emotional health, for your family's health, that you make a point to make, remind yourself that you're not in it alone. There are sojourners, so welcome. Yeah. And thank you for making you, time. You know, I think that's actually, it's a really good point you just said. I think it's really important. Um, it's it's why it's really, I think it's important to to be here on a Sunday morning at, at the same time. It's not that we can't yeah, watch time. these yeah, in real time. Yeah. Just because in, in, in our world today, there's right. so many things that are like chaotic, this is a this is a true north moment, right? Yes. This is a this right. is what this is this I can count on. This I can count on, right? And I know that other people are coming uh, yeah. with the same thing, and yeah. so that's what community is. And we want to, as part of community this morning, we want to wish our own Pastor Jonathan Campana happy, happy birthday. birthday. Love, yeah, happy love birthday. you, buddy. Happy birthday! <laughs> and uh, he had a big year, getting married, yeah. and I know he and Liz are doing great. Yeah. So. We love you, bro. We uh, I know we can't be celebrating uh, uh, together face-to-face, but we're celebrating with you today. Yeah, um, you. And so this week had a lot of... Uh, this week. <laughs> this week. Um, Sometimes it's hard to remember that last week was like Happy New Year Sunday. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, it was, it was interesting, I think. And I, by the way, I don't think that the enemy... I don't think very few, few things are coincidental when it comes to certain things. Um... I thought it was interesting that uh, last week we kind of turned that corner on where saying, yeah. oh, there's new hope, and uh, yeah. this year the, the, the pandemic's going to end, yeah. and there was this, this hope, and then Wednesday came. Um, and uh, kind of no matter where you are in the political spectrum um, or in, in, our, in, in, any, in any way, it was just hard. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was um, yeah. and... and for our, our, our black and our black and brown communities yes. just yes. so challenged another by layer. Another, another layer. layer. Um, you know, on, on both sides of the political parties where yes. people are, people are angry or disappointed and discouraged. Um, and there's just so much outrage, there's shock, there's um, disappointment it's, just, there's, it's at a yeah. guttural level. It is whether it's in you at the guttural level emotionally or spiritually, or with your mental health, or financially, at, at some point it hits. You know, even though it hits different people in different places, yeah. it still hits. I don't think that um, anyone got through this week without realizing that uh, life once again has changed. Yeah, for you and I, we we're talking about it being like a nine eleven moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for you and I it was a nine eleven moment. I know where I was when you called, um, and uh, and what we we're doing. Um, and you know th- this is this is what I want to say. I, I really want to say this uh, across the board um, for for Connect Church. If you're a guest this morning of Connect Church, welcome. Thank you for being here, especially, especially today. today. Especially thank you for being here. I'm Kyle. This is Danielle. Uh, we we uh, we we are we are the lead pastors of a, an amazing team of people uh, that uh, pastor and disciple. Uh, people throughout Connect Church. And if you want to know more about Connect Church, you can always go to... Our link tree link that's there on whatever platform you're watching. Our link tree link. <laughs> uh, and, and it's important because we have so many things that are going on uh, and that are happening. And many people asking, when are we going to be live again? And uh, how do I get discipled? And you know, how do I fit in? And where can I serve? All those things will be right there. But see, I was reminded, uh, I, um, you know, uh, I, I have my... I have my um, my human reactions to Wednesday. I, I have my pastoral reactions to Wednesday. 
Um, I have my historic, right? I love it. I have all a thousand things. And um, the thing, that, the verse that God kept bringing back to me, and, and I just want to pray this over us because, um, you know, Danielle and I have been really talking to us as a church about not being American Christians, about being Christians who exist inside this amazing country called America. Um, but we are not Americans first. We are men and women of God first, and we're citizens of heaven that exists inside of this incredible country. Um, and in times like this, we're challenged because we have so much emotion and so much hurt and so much frustration and so much yeah. angst and worry. And we thought we turned the corner to hope and now... It, if you let this speak to you and oh my gosh. where you're looking for your source of hope, hope. from, then it can feel like... It's, it's things have come crashing. Correct, and then we, and we talk on the other side. Well, it's just then, then we just have to hope in God. But but there there's this there's a real coming to a collision point where we have to. I, I love this verse in Psalm one twenty one. Um, it says, "I lift up my eyes to the hills." Mm -hmm. I'm going to move this while you talk, just because you've come really close to. Thank you, and I'll probably hit my head a thousand times. <laughs> I, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? What well, what what is he saying there? The Psalms is saying, I need help. I'm in a situation yeah, right. where I'm desperate, where uh, where I don't know where to turn to. Um, and so he said, the one thing I know is that, that God is above the mountains and that God is above the circumstance. Usually enemies would come from a high place, right? That's why we take that, that, that rule. There's principalities and powers in high places. Uh, there's this high place kind of mentality where the enemy comes from. And yet we know our God rules above those high things. He is the highest of all highs. And the psalmist says, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. No matter where you are on the spectrum today. Um, no matter where you are on the spectrum today uh, of looking at our situation. Lift up your eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. His name is Yahweh. His name is Yahweh. His name is Yahweh. He is the provider. He is the master. His name is Jesus, and he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so, Dee, can you, can you just pray for us? Just uh, yeah. pray for our nation. Pray for our, yeah. our country. Pray for our world. Father, we look to you this morning because we realize where else can we go for life, for truth, for love, for strength yeah. during times of adversity, of disunity, of pain, of loss, of grief, of anger. There truly is nowhere else for us to go but to you. And Father, I pray that you would help us all, each and all today, make one step further in our walk with you so that we are not left with that as our only option, but that we are people that make that our choice of option. That you are, not by default, but by choice of love, the one that we go to when we have life hit. Mm. I pray, God, that you would give Kyle and myself clarity and that we would be in unity with your spirit this morning, that we would flow as you would have us flow, 
that we would follow the intention of your spirit this morning, that we would bring the truth of your word, and that people would have the opportunity to hear something differently, that yes, it would Lord. connect with yes, something that yes, they have yes, been facing yes, in their yes, life yes, differently, yes. that you would bring the sword of your spirit and that you would divide God so that you would get to the heart of the matter and that people would be strengthened from their most interior portions of themselves out. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, guys, we want to hop in today because we, um, we believe... Um, we are firm believers that love changes things. Uh, and uh, love always has been because God is love. Uh, God doesn't just love. God is love. Uh, and, uh, and, and love, that word love has been uh, watered down or manipulated or kind of misused many times. But um, the, the, the reality is that love changes things. And that's why we want to talk about that. It changes us. It changes uh, people. It changes the environment to allow people to be changed. Um, and so if you brought your Bible uh, with you, would you turn with me to Luke chapter 23? Luke 23, Matthew, Mark, Luke. It's the third book of the New Testament. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to continue yeah. to talk about deep, kind of what we've been talking about right. the last couple of weeks. It's interesting uh, now that we have the perspective uh, to see why God had us do this. Had us yeah. continue from last yep. week into this yep. week as yep. utilizing those questions and just having us be very reflective. Yes. Now, now we have the hindsight of why because he knew we would need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would, he, exactly. This exactly. has gone through like exactly. four rewrites. Yeah. In our in and of ourselves to really make sure that we're listening to the heartbeat of God. But now, more than last Sunday, it makes sense why God has started to already plant. So even if you didn't, it's the power see, of the prophetic word, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank God. Thank know. God. No, God knows, but we don't. Um, but if you haven't watched the last two Sundays, make sure that it. Uh, Another time you go back and you look at those yep. two because they started, without even us realizing, they started to be a building block for even what we're talking about today. And they're yeah, taking another route. Yeah. And what's the other route? Love. Yeah. And, and, and we, we've been talking about this, this clash, this mm -hmm. cultural clash that we have inside of ourselves right. where our culture <laughs> is so much, especially American Christians. Come on, somebody. The truth mm -hmm. is this is reality. We, we're addicted to feeling loved. Well, little Robert Palmer. I hear you singing it in your head. Oh, or in face it, you're addicked to love. It's the eighties. You have to have the hate. But um, and, and and we are addicted to love on one side, uh, and then there, we're we're challenged by this, the love of God that should convict us. Um, to it's not just an addiction to love; it's a conviction by love. To actually do something about it, to manifest kind of differently, and and you know the, the the issue is that our addiction to love, I think, babe, and we've talked about this, creates this filter by which we judge the level of love in any situation true. based on how we feel loved or unloved in that situation, and how we've defined it, by the way, totally. Because when we're talking about love right now, we're not even always talking about true love. No. How, how the word of God defines love. We're talking about what feeds me as saying, well, maybe, now I feel love. Correct. It's like, and that's why we, we, we start to judge the level of love in that situation by how we feel 
that Making love or not. Subjective. Correct. The, you know, I, I, is is church loving or not? By the way, I feel loved or not. Right. Is do, is yeah. uh, when I come to this post or this conversation, does this conversation or post make me feel loved and, and approved? And my friendships. Correct. And my coworkers. Yeah, my family. My boss. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. My friends. Mm-hmm. Do they make me feel loved and valued? Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with feeling loved and valued. That's what right. the love of God does for our life that nothing else can do for our lives, right? right? That's why we're seeking it. There is an internal thing. The yeah. Sin has warped it, but the, the, the drive to feel loved and valued is a God-given up because that's, what, that's what's been missing since the garden. This Adam knew that he was loved, right? There was a, a, a loved and valued. There's this love and value that comes from God, but that's not the fullness of it all. The fullness of God is not meant just so that we feel loved and valued and approved. It's not the fullness of it all. It's like when we live life like that, it's like we're a water filter that only filters the cold water and not the hot water. Well, that sounds great because we get refreshed by it, but we can't sanitize any dishes. We like when, when it's just all about us, we feel better about ourselves. But when we don't also understand the other side of it, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't bring cleansing to anything. And that's why Jesus said in John 13, 35, he said, you know, uh, they will know you're my disciples, not by your church attendance, not by your tithe, not by your kindness. All those things are right, but by your love for one another. And that word love, agape, we know is unconditional, but it's not just that. That word must be manifest. It has to be outworked. That's what that word actually means. So the filter that we have to create is not just about do we feel loved, but how do we make love known? It's so tricky. It's so tricky. It's it, tricky to rock around and rock around. That's right, on Thomas Tricky. Sorry. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. I don't know tricky, how to recover tricky. from hey. that. Again, hey, it's the 80s. No, it is tricky, right? Yeah, it is right. <laughs> I have absolutely no recollection of what I would Oh, I, it's tricky because when you say they'll know you by, like, my love and your love. Yes, correct. You know, um, if we only walk around giving out what translates to love to us, they won't know his love. Correct. Because we're not always speaking. If we make love our language instead of his universal language, yes. his universal language will speak to all. Correct. But if we make it about the language that we speak, yeah. then and only, you know, we can keep saying, no, but I, I like a this, that, and the other thing. How do you not know that? Well, because the, the tricky thing in there, D, I think, really, is that a lot of times we're giving away love because that's how we, we, we're looking for it to be returned to us that right. way. Right, yes. And so... And it's meaningful. It for is, us, it is, this, it, is, this meaningful, is meaningful, right. right because so, I want it. So I the, want the, the reality is, how do we make love known? And we've been talking about this, too. How do we make God know, feel loved by us? How do we make our uh, the bride, his bride, the house? How do we make our families, our coworkers, people who are like us and people who come on Wednesday, people who are not like us, how do we make them feel loved? Because the love of God is a ch- it challenges us to manifest. And the, this is what we're going to talk about today, church, because if you need a title, it's Convicted by Love. But she, Dee and I have been talking about this because we're going to share today about the bookends of this issue about how do we respond when we feel loved because mm-hmm. just because we feel loved then we usually don't do anything more because we already have what we need <laughs> and then Dee's going to talk a little bit about the other bookend of that is what do we do when that love isn't returned is broken right it is it, you're in a situation um, because those two things you will find yourself in those situations every day 
It's not like we always right. feel loved or, or we always feel broken. No, they're, right. they're even in, in, in church, you can feel there's parts of it you'll be like, oh, yeah. I feel so loved. And other parts yes. you're like, like, oh my gosh, this isn't right. So I think we, we want to share that really quickly today so that we can help uh, start to make, uh, make love known in our world. Um, and so in Luke 23, really, um, verse, 32, uh, verse 32, it's about Jesus on the cross because this is actually making... This is the greatest example and the greatest call to you and I to make love manifest. It says, there were two other men, uh, both criminals, who were also led out with Jesus to be executed. This wasn't a, a, a good moment for them. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there. They nailed, they put nails through his, his hands, through his feet. They had already put a crown of thorns on him. They had already flogged his back bare, um, along with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. At that moment, the first thing Jesus turns and does is says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Which is not accidentally happening. No, it is purpose. Exactly. Because we want to say, well, it's easy to say to say. I forgive you. When 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 we have had we've made it like settled in ourselves that the person didn't really know what they were doing. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 So he's like, they don't know what they do, and you're like, they knew they were doing something. Yeah. They put nails in the scabs. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. When it's you. Correct. Jesus didn't let any. He didn't, and I think the 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 important thing for us to understand is that his belief system and his actions were one at that point in time. He didn't just believe that forgiveness was necessary. He actually positioned himself and paid the price for love to provide the belief. It was an action that actually was in line with a belief. Um, and, and in it, we actually, he's just reinforcing what he's already taught them, right? In John 15, uh, verse 13, he says, no greater love is any man than this. What does love look like? Yes. Laying, down a, laying down his life. There's right. a cost to it. And, and in these things, we hear and we see the heartbeat of the Father in these moments because the famous verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave. He, he gave Jesus so that none of us would perish, but all of us could come to eternal life. We, we hear the, the, this, this, this heartbeat, and what we see in all of this, my friends, is this. The Father was not merely convinced uh, of his love for us. He was convicted by that love for us, and it put him into action. He wasn't just convinced he loved us. He actually was convicted by that love, saw that something had to happen in order for us to be engaged by that love, changed by that love, mm-hmm. there was a manifestation that needed to happen. He couldn't just sit back in heaven and go, you know what, angels, I really do love these people. Right. And then them stay separated from experiencing that love. Yes. There was a manifestation. Being convinced of something is a, it's a, it's a intellectual belief system. But being convicted of something requires a manifestation. You and I were talking about like we can you can believe you can be convinced that murder is right or wrong, mm-hmm. but you can't be convicted of it unless you actually have done it. So we can sit back and say I'm I'm convinced that I love God or I love people, mm-hmm. but unless we're actually manifesting something, that actually we it doesn't come from a a conviction. And just when we do manifest something, um, God knows the difference between when something is a result of love. And when something is a result of charity, mm, that's when good. When something is a result of love, when something is a result of being kind, uh, when something is a result of love, versus when something is a result of trying to be a good person or appeasement. Yes. Right. Yeah. All of the all of the reasons, and yep. I think that that's something that's super important to Kyle and I that we convey today that we don't want to just we're not um, we're trying to explain 
explain that this will always result in an action that can be seen and felt and heard. Yes, correct. But this, but the action that can be seen and felt and heard does not automatically qualify as being done by love just because a Christian is doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really good. And I think I think the 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 sneaky thing is that is that our soul gets convinced. Our soul gets convinced, and 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 it's satisfied believing. Well, I mean, uh, I love God. And we put ourselves usually up against somebody who we really think. Right, right. I love God. For God I, I, to love. I, I'm, I love God, and I mean, after I love God, I mean, I, I'm I'm loved by God, and I love God. I I feel good by that. So everything must be good because after all, everything's okay because I love God. And 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 the challenge is especially when we're feeling when we feel like we're we love God mm-hmm. and we're loved by God. We don't want to rock the boat. So our, our soul is like, don't change anything. Because the, the issue is we're seeing things from our own position mm-hmm. rather than a kingdom position. Yeah. We're seeing things, again, we're judging the level of love based off how we feel loved or, uh, or how good we feel like we're giving love away in any uh, situation. And that's what, that's what ends up happening. That's why we rarely go beyond the assertion, I love God, to the question does God feel loved by me? Right, right. That's why, because we're we, really we are we are our soul it, it is challenged. The cha- and, and that challenge is deeply inside of us, uh, because my soul becomes challenged by that thought thought process. My soul wants to be placated. We have to understand this. My soul wants to be placated that I've done enough, by the belief that well, after all, I'm okay because I love God. I love God. I love God. And, and, and we talk, we began to talk about that last week in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, where it says, There are things, babe, that wage war against my soul. Right. And it's not always the sin, like sinful things. Mm-hmm. It's belief systems like this yes. that I don't need to change because after all, I love God. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love people. I mean, yeah, I don't hurt people. I'm nice to people. Plus I mean, you I ask people. Right, right, right. Yes, correct. Exactly, exactly. Like, I mean, I gave that person the spot right. that I was going to take, the parking spot, right? I, mean, I, I waved that person ahead, let them cut in front, a line in front of me when I was at Starbucks. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a pretty good person, and that's where our soul gets in there. I'm a good person. You and I were talking about this. There's this thing that psychologists call pronoia. Pronoia is the opposite of paranoia. Paranoia is the belief that everything bad's going to happen, right? Something bad's mm-hmm. going to happen. Pronoia is the belief that everything I do is acceptable. Everything I do is good. I'm, it's good. I mean, I, I, it's good. I mean, I, I basically I know something. I mean, but I, I, I'm basically good. No, no, stay with me. Both of those are delusion. Paranoia and pronoia are delusions inside of ourselves um it, it, it not everything that we do is acceptable it's like i know we've heard this a thousand times but the midwest farmer that found was out hiking and found the, the uh, an eagle's egg that had fallen from the nest and he picked it up and he brought it home and put it amongst the chicken coops and uh you know the chicken the hens laid on it and after a while the 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 egg hatched the, the chicklet hatched and a uh, little eaglet began to grow and and, and 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 live there with the chickens and scratch along the ground and eat worms like the chickens and uh, uh, and and live like a chicken he, he didn't see himself he never thought of himself differently because he wasn't looking at himself from the position in which he was made in 
from the higher position, the higher level. And sometimes we're looking at ourselves and saying, well, I'm all right. I'm scratching just, I'm doing just like the other chickens. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm bigger than the other chickens. I'm prettier than the other chickens. Our comparison is still always up against broken vehicles of love. A hundred percent. So we're looking and, and just in our humanity, our, our way to make ourselves feel okay about ourselves is to find a, a vehicle that is more broken Correct. than we would say we are. And then we hold ourselves up against that and say, well, I don't look like that. My life looks more like this. But And exactly right. Even that, That's why when we're feeling loved and we're judging situations, loved off of, if, we, if we feel good, that's the, that's the eaglet scratching out mm -hmm. this living when he was meant to be so much more. And I think we, we are in so much danger. I'm going to just say this because this is me. I've been challenged by this. We, we can fall into this trap so easily, especially when we're people D, who have walked with Jesus for a long time, mm -hmm. who have been in church a long time, because I get to fall back on my past actions of love. Right. Like, especially for me, I'll be like, do you know how many mission trips do you know, do you know I've been on? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you know how many churches? Do you know how many people I've fed? Do you know many, where I've gone? Do you know what I've done for the kingdom? And my past manifestations give validity to my current position. So I'm okay because look at all the love. I just had the craziest thought. It's kind of like in Vegas when you hear about somebody getting a, what's it called? when Jackpot. No, 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 oh. that would make sense. No, a residency. When a, when, a, when a famous star gets a residency in oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Vegas, right? And they're going to be here for three months or whatever. And and they're, they're sold out shows every single night. But why? Because of the catalog of music. Not because that person has usually had a hit. Like they don't have three albums correct, worth correct. of hits in their last part of their um Yeah, in the last week. Yeah, 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 by your past manifestations. Jesus actually throws this out, babe. Jesus crushes this concept in, in Revelation 2, verse 3 and 4, when he says to the church of Ephesus, hey, and I know everything you've done. What you've been doing right. is pretty amazing. Right. You've done all this great stuff. And then he says, yeah, let me just get this straight with you. You and I are going to have a come to Jesus moment with Jesus. And he says, uh, this one thing I have against you, you've stopped loving me and you've stopped loving others. It doesn't matter what we've done. We cannot any longer give validity to our, uh, to our current position based off our past manifestations of what we decided was love or not. They were, and this church was convinced that they were loving people because they felt loved even though they had stopped the manifestations of love. And that's why when we're convicted by love, Dee, and these are the three questions that we that's kind of kicked us off this week, and, and I'm going to give this over to you in just a second. But you know, when you're convicted by love, like Jesus was convicted by love, so he went to the cross. It wasn't just a good idea to forgive people. He was willing. He was so convicted by it. There was a manifestation, a cost, a sacrifice, an engagement into someone else's world. Come on, he entered our world. He clothed himself in someone else's skin. It wasn't his skin. He clothed himself in flesh and humanity and actually walked among us to pay a price that he did not owe. Man, he, he was feeling good. 
He was feeling good in heaven. This is what, what do we do when we're feeling good? Man, there's, there's love that's meant to be manifest because someone else needs to be loved. The cross speaks not only of the fact that Jesus loves you, but that he actually calls us to go beyond being loved by God to change the people who don't know yet that they're loved by, by God. So when we actually are convicted by this love, questions are different. Instead of coming to church and saying, how, how do I feel loved in this service, by this service? I, I, have, to, I have to have ask myself, how do I make God, uh, how do I make God, how do I reveal God, um, so how do I reveal the love of God to God? How do I make God feel loved by my service? Instead of when we, when we go to church, I'm um, sorry, when we go to work and, we, uh, and, and we're saying, well, I feel loved by God when he promotes me. At church. When I feel like my boss values me. Yeah, well, it values me. It's turning around and being able to say, how do I reveal the love of God through my work? Mm. Instead of being able to say, how do I feel, how can I feel more loved by this community? It's how can I actually make sure that the, this community feels more loved by the love of God in this community? How do I do these things? Like and 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 Dean, I don't have all I don't have all the answers for every situation. You know, I'm not just talking about bringing donuts to to work, although that's awesome. But I'm talking about carrying each other's burdens. I'm talking about listening to the Holy Spirit and finding real ways to actually look if someone's going through something at work. But actually, take time out of your day to actually go to them and ask, "Can we pray?" Find out how they feel loved. And actually respond to that, man. If you know it's going to be snowing outside, bring a snow, uh, bring a, a, a one of those, uh, you know, a broom, snow brush, and and go to your boss a, a couple minutes before a, a checkout time and say, man, can I just go out? I just I want to I want to clear off people's cars. Hey, when talking about your boss, let me just say this: you doing your job does not tell your boss you love him. You doing your job tells your boss he made a good hire. Your boss is a person. Find out how they feel loved. These are the things. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Bring these things into act action. Manifest these things. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 5, 16, Let your light so shine before people that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus, Jesus felt loved by the Father in heaven. But he knew that there were people who did not were not receiving love. It was not enough for him to feel loved when other people were not changed by love. So much so that he took on flesh. He closed the gap. He paid the price. He did what he had to do so that they knew that they were loved and could be changed by love. Our goal, even when we feel loved, that filter is broken. We need to ask the other question, how can I reveal the love to other people? Dee, but we don't always have situations where we feel loved. Sometimes yeah. those love situations are broken. How do we, how do, we do it then? Because mm. Wednesday, people were broken. Mm. Yeah, this whole pandemic, are. people have been broken, That's right? True. I mean, you know, right. just in daily life, people are broken. Thinking as you were talking that a lot of times we look at the pools of people in our life whether it's our friend group, whether it's our workplace, whether it's our family group, whether it's a community mm -hmm. that we're a part of, and we look at those pools of people as, um, as 
places from which we can make withdrawals instead of places that await an opportunity for us to deposit to deposit into them and um, it's funny because like I said that Kay and I we re we re rewrote and rewrote yeah. all what we wanted to share and at one point we had examples okay so say this happens in your workplace <laughs> say this happens in right. your friend group say this happens in your family and this in your community and church or whatever it is and and then how would love look and we were trying to do that for two reasons we were trying to give you um, like opportunities to have light bulbs and going oh I thought just doing this was loving enough right. or whatever you know or and we would see that sometimes the 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 backdrop up against which we rate our love is usually up against like I said someone who's less yes, charitable correct. or yes, whatever charitable. it is yeah, right? yeah yeah less kind and but we then we said you know but we really want to encourage people not to try to not to walk away from today and say well what's the thing that I would do it's with an understanding that love is going to always have a sacrificial Correct. action to it. Um, and that it's going to change. And that's why having a relationship with the Holy Spirit is so vital. Because in that moment, and as situations are morphing, and as people are changing, and as emotions are high, or whatever it is, um, and, or even like some people are being celebrated, God's going to show you in real time how he wants you to deposit love into that particular yes. community and so then we kind of pulled back on that but we, we I, I it was something it was kind of cool just like on a on a relational level and marital level like it was so funny because when when we like i've told you before you know we prepare pieces of our teaching separate then we bring them together we record it then we like go back to our places and re, like re, revamp and then we come back together and it was so funny because I kept seeing like the examples that I would bring and the examples that Kyle would bring, and I was like, "These are so nice!" Like they're so because Kay lives from a place of looking. Um, he loves to th find ways to bless you, so he has a he has a gift to give gifts. Um, and it's not even just like in the thing, but you know, to bring coffee to whatever it is. He has that thing that he that he that he does well. And so his were how to kind of bring addition to correct. our relationships. Yeah, yeah, every correct. every arena yeah. of people that how we're do we in. Add, how, how do, do we, we add, add love? Yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, okay, because then I have my list and everything is about conflict. Yeah. Right? The it's true. The no, assumption it's so right. of conflict. Correct. Everything. Everything. And um and what we were But we need those two because that's where we, we need live. them both. We need them both. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what we were saying is that that's why Kay said what he said at the beginning of there's bookends because inevitably you're going to be in places where everything is good with people and then you're inevitably going to be in the same place with the same people where things are not. Correct. And um and so what, what what speaks love to you is like when you're active in giving people gifts, for example, you are actively showing someone value in your mind, right? Correct. Absolutely. This right. is yeah. your this is Dignity, how you're value, honor. This is absolutely how you're right. showing yeah, yeah. love, correct. you're correct. showing appreciation, correct. you're showing value. Because things are yeah, correct. Right. The, um, love is manifest in a portion of love is manifest through those meanings, but it's not right. the only way that love is right. manifest. And for me, yeah. um, one of like the Achilles heels that I have in my life is the pain of um, having a problem in a relationship 
So when you have a problem in a relationship, I think the pain that I have probably felt the most in my life is when someone chooses to walk away yeah. instead of um, heal that fracture. So, uh, so for me, I had like all of these examples of this. And so that's why we wanted yeah. to bring both sides of it because there are good days and there are not so good days. And um, right before church this morning, I heard um, a question posed to, um, is it General Powell? I don't yeah, know. General Colin Powell. Ge mm -hmm. General Colin Powell. Um, and this, the question presented to him was, is this a time for healing or is this a time for accountability? And there was silence and then the person said, because it can't, because both can't happen simultaneously huh. right now. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about this wow. morning. And what I've continued to say to Kay, and it's, you know, what we're talking about today is up against any relationship you have, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your friend group, whether it's in your workplace, Correct. whether that be a, a, a coworker or a boss, um, a relationship in your church family, in your community, wherever it is, um, you're going to have opportunity where there's going to be a fissure first of all you, you the way yeah. i love what you i love how d um kind of identifies it it's fractured intimacy it's fractured relational intimacy you kept saying that the other day and i was yeah. like it's so perfect because a lot of times we'll say well our, our relationship's just broken yeah. there's a difference between a broken completely broken non-fixable to something that's just fractured. When I fractured my bone, <laughs> when I fractured bones in my yeah. body, which I have, you know, the, the, it took, it, they were able to be reset. Yeah. And that's, I love that yeah. you, I love it you say it that way. And uh, that, the question that was posed to General Powell this morning was the same question that I feel that no matter what it, we're asking in our nation um, or we're asking within our friend groups, right. is that same thing, well, is this a moment for healing or is this a moment for accountability? And what I've been saying to Kay is that it always comes down to our rights. No matter right. what, what, again, what dynamic we're talking about. If you really listen to the internal monologue that you have, it's you, you're trying to usually identify what was my right yes. in this relationship and how have I been wronged? And do I have a right in their eyes to tell them how they have wronged me <laughs> yes. and yes. and then will they right their wrong it's you everything is usually built upon what did I have a right to expect what did I have a right to be safe from what did Correct. I have a right to write and you might not use those words I'm just giving it language right now and that's usually our starting point and it was a great question because that's really what we're asking ourselves in every time there's a fracture in our relationship. Okay, well, is this a time for healing? Am I supposed to just offer healing? Or am I supposed to keep people accountable? Right. Right. And I, I said it with that kind of edge because internally, sometimes it never makes it to the surface and we say, I just, you know, I really want things to be better between us. And I just wanted to tell you really where I was coming from. And it, it's just, a, we're creating another opportunity yes. to explain why we felt our right was wronged. Yes. Not saying that this is not something that val is valuable to God at all. But what I'm saying is, is that this is our starting point. Yes. As humans, as American Christians, this is where we start. 
So we fight that whole time that there is discord with someone to explain to them why our rights have been wronged. Yes. So then why that person has been wrong and that we need them yep. to identify that we've been right. I'm talking from personal experience. Yep. So this is this is all of us across the board. And what I had said to Kay is that I truly believe that God is would if we were to say, okay, wait a minute. If right now in this broken relationship, whatever it is, I need to have the mind of Christ. What are the questions that God would ask to start a conversation with us? Would he say to you, are you aware of your rights? Mm -hmm. Are you very clear right now on how you have been wronged? And um, are you prepared to explain to that person just how wrong they've been to you in your stand of being right? Like that's not what I'm ex because his end game is different, church. Our end game is usually to bring clarity to someone as to why they were wrong, why we were right, and to just kind of encourage them to never do that again. Yep. But his end game is different. So what he would do is he would look at any situation you can you're looking at right now, and it doesn't matter if you if this this does not just apply, church, to people believer to believer. This Correct. is the standard of Correct. God, okay, Correct. that he would have with, with, with humanity. And the first thing he would say is, what has been broken? So take a dynamic if you're thinking about something with, because I'm going to make it hard. So say it's a breakdown that's happened with your boss. Because a lot of times we feel yeah. like we don't have as much power, power. right? Yeah. If it's something that's happening with our boss, somebody that we answer to. What has been broken? It neutralizes the question, first of all, because it doesn't say, what did they do wrong? Or what did you, would they say you did wrong? Right. Because that's what rights says. Right. What has been broken? Well, trust. Just make. I'm just going to give you an example of something. Correct. Trust has been broken. Or, like, uh, whatever it is. I don't even, because I just, I want you to be able to fill in the blanks of your own situation. Do you hear the difference? It's like, well, when she said that, Correct. she hurt my Correct. feelings. She should have never, and and it gets lost in the minutia, church. But if God was to ask us, what is broken? What has been broken? Trust. Or whatever it is. Help, help God, not help God, but in this situation, be an aid to God is what yes. I'm saying. Be, an, be a conduit of God. Identify in his, from his mind what has been broken. So what does that really mean now? That, that the result of that is disunity. And what is always, is always God's priority when there has been a fracture in relational intimacy? Unity. Reconciliation. Every time the priority to God is unity and peace, yep. he always says, seek peace as he defines it, and pursue it. Walk in peace with one another and unity as much as it is within your ability to do so. He goes so far as to tell us in his word, if you're coming to give a sacrifice and, and you remember, whether it's a fault, yeah, exactly, yeah. leave it and yeah. go, right? right? Unity, because what he's recognizing is broken. Yes. Is, is the relational intimacy. Yes. And he is identifying that as a priority to him. So he says, go and leave what you are going to give to me. 
and have unity once again. Again, as much as it is within your ability to do so. So you stop asking questions like, well, should I do this or should I do that? Or should I quit? Or right. should, well, you know what I mean? Like in, the, in that relationship, Correct. you often are get lost in the minutiae yes. of the scenario. And you, then you don't really know what to do. And you know what? Then inevitably you do something wrong. Yeah. Because you misstep because you're asking the wrong questions. So if the first question is, what has been broken? And then the second question is, what is a priority to God every time there is a fracture in relational intimacy? You will always know that the Word of God puts a priority on unity and peace. Yes. Always. And then when you get clarity on that, that's the space that is created inside of us, church, where God can start birthing in us a desire to act upon our conviction. Because then we are more open to see, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see how I totally played a part yep. in that disunity. And it, and it reminds us that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. You played your part. And that I know that there's sometimes there's situations like, no, Daniel, I was 100% correct. Okay, well, if it, had, it wasn't immediately healed, then there's something that you've added to the division afterwards. And what I'm saying to you is, is that God, and Kyle and I were talking about this too, that there's, this does not mean that everything is, um, is you're not besties with everybody that's correct. ever been in 100%. your life because it's within your ability to do so. And I will tell you that there are people that are no longer in my life, but if I was to engage with, like if they were to come in to engage with me, I have nothing but peace to offer to them. I don't, I'm not saying I'm offering relational yeah. intimacy. Correct. I have That's peace. restoration versus yeah. reconciliation. But I, it is yeah. on me, the onus is on me yeah. to carry a calling of peace and unity. So that's the part that I have to bring. And that's what gets lost because we're always trying to fight for our right. That's it's right. why that question was posed this morning. So is this a time for healing mm -hmm. or is this a time for, for accountability. accountability? It's interesting to you that the cross, uh, at the cross, both of those things uh, are there. So yes. um, the answer is yes. <laughs> right. uh, is it a time for uh, accountability or healing. Yes. Yeah. Um, because uh, it was in Jesus's willingness to actually manifest love. Yes. Love manifests itself in such a way that um, it took care of the accountability question yes. and therefore yeah. brought healing, which then manifests peace, right? Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think it, he, he, he didn't, he could have said, I have the right to bring, I have the right to bring wrath and judgment oh, yes. onto everyone because the wages of sin is death, right? Yes. Romans 3.23, all of us have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages of those sins for everybody is death. So he had the right to be able to, instead of going to the cross, he could have rolled out of mm -hmm. heaven with an angelic army and just <laughs> brought, you know, brought devastation yeah. because he had the right. He didn't look at that. He said, there's a relationship that's broken here. Yes. There is a fracture in my yes. relationship. How can, what does love have to look like? What does love have to look like for there to be mm -hmm. healing and peace in that moment? Mm -hmm. And he wasn't looking for humanity to pay that. He was, he was, he yes. was willing yes. to say, you know what, I, I'm going to bring that. Now, what, what Dee is saying is what's beautiful about that, we see this whole picture in every way. Jesus, by dying, provides forgiveness and healing and wholeness for everyone who's ever lived, but not everyone who's ever lived comes into that relationship. 
So peace is offered from his perspective as much as it is yeah. within his power yes. right. to everyone. Right. But not everyone will live at peace with him. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where, you know, we, we can't look at this thing. That's why we have to make love known. It's not just being kind to people or nice to people or not gossiping about people or appeasing people, keeping the peace. No, love actually, especially when there's a fracture, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a bloody cost to it. Yes. But I'm not looking for someone else to pay the bloody cost. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what my human soul wants. I want them to come begging back on their knees yeah. to come back to me and admit that they were wrong instead of being able to say, how in the world can we create? Mm-hmm. The, what does love say? What does unity look like? What does peace bring? Yeah. And that's, that's the picture of the cross. Again, we, we cannot, my friends, we cannot be beneficiaries of the cross uh, if we are not willing to be uh, 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 manifestors of the, the sacrifice mm-hmm. of the cross. We can't just go, I'm going to benefit from the sacrifice if we're not going to flip it around and be willing to say, I'm going to be a carrier of that sacrifice as well to others. And that's where this gets sticky. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's real life. It's easy to talk about it in theory. Yeah, 100%. And build a theology on it. But 100%. when you, know, you want people to know that they've bloodied you, yeah, hundred. Yeah. And God is saying, you know, the third that last question that He wants us to ask is not how now now that you have figured out what is broken according to me, and what is my priority, how are you to go about bringing wholeness and restoration to the fracture? Yeah. So it's like He's not looking for anything less than a healed bone because he looks at us as the body and the Mm. word talks to us about that so when a bone is fractured he doesn't just say well you got a lot of other bones (laughs) so you know what he doesn't he wants to set the bone and he needs us to do that with one another because we normally usually contributed to the break absolutely and it's just very important right now that we don't get we don't get distracted on what the real question is yes even if it's continuously asked so is this a time for healing or is this a time for accountability in your relationships at work in your relationship in your communities in your relationship with people at the church with your relationship with your family and friends is are, are you making people choose between accountability and healing or are we asking different questions that we know God is asking and then being willing to be conduits of the the, this, the bone that has been reset to Absolutely. First Corinthians 13, right? 13. The faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these things is love. You know, D, as we close, I, I was reminded, we were talking about this week, but reminded of the story in Genesis 9 of where after um, Noah comes off the ark, right? After all this whole ordeal, mm-hmm. plants a vineyard, and uh, then he makes wine, and he gets drunk. He messes up. Like he, yeah. he, he legitimately, he does something wrong. It's sinful. Yeah. Um, the word of God says, don't be drunk on wine. It's sin. Um, and the Bible says one of his sons, Ham, sees him that way. And instead of actually helping him in that situation and restoring unity, restoring peace, restoring hope, he actually goes out and tells his brothers about it. Mm. And what I love about his two brothers, um, Shem and Japheth, they, they, they put a blanket on their shoulders and they walk in backwards and they cover their dad so that there is this opportunity for shame to be removed from him. And what that spoke to me is this. Yup, Noah messed up. Yup, uh, he was in the wrong. 
But his two sons, who God blessed, saw their opportunity to carry on their shoulders the means by which he could be made whole again. And for me, and that, that, that for me, that that's what we as brothers and sisters are supposed to be. We can either be uh, Ham who goes out and tells other people and says, "Look how wrong he is," and leaves him the way that he is. After all, he deserves it, and they did it. And you know, if he hadn't planted that vineyard, and he hadn't drunk that drink, and he hadn't done those things, and by the way, Ham gets cursed. That's not who we're called to be. We're called to be the two other sons that put the weight on their shoulders, just like Jesus did and carry it in so that we could be a part of bringing hope and restoration, removing shame, bringing unity, restoring peace once again. That's what Jesus did. He carried our peace on his shoulders. He paid the price. He manifests love. The cross is not just a symbol that we wear around our necks. The cross is the greatest example of being what being convicted by love really looks like. To the world around us. May we be not only beneficiaries of the cross, may we be carriers of it as well. Um, you know, today, Jesus died. I just want to encourage you just as we close, but that, that act on the cross was for you. And if you're here today and you've never actually been a beneficiary of that, you've never known that for God so loved you so much, he sent his son so that he would die, not just as uh, for you, but as you, he took your hell, he took your punishment, your sin, everything you've ever done, all of the, of the punishment that was due us was laid upon him. And by his stripes, by his gift, we are healed. We have an opportunity to have a relationship with God. You don't have to stay far from God today. You don't have to feel unloved, unvalued, unappreciated. Man, the world may make you feel that way. Our God never will. He wants to cover you with what he has carried on his shoulders, which is a blanket of love. Today, all we have to do in order to do that is just ask him to come into our heart. So if that's where you are today, if you just want to say yes to Jesus, can I just encourage you? Pray this prayer with D&I. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to give you my whole life. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding nothing back. Everything that I am. Everything that I am. Everything I ever will be. Everything I ever will be. I give to you willingly. I give to you willingly. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and the Savior of my life. To cover my life. To cover my life. With the work of the cross. With the work of the cross. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. And fill me with your spirit. And fill me with your spirit. Today I choose. Today I choose. To not only be a beneficiary of the cross. To not only be a beneficiary of the cross. But to be a carrier of it as well. But to be a carrier of it as well. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. Amen. It's so encouraging knowing that even in a pandemic, yeah. people are finding Jesus. Mm. You know what? It's We're just, hearing stories all the time. It's like, thank you, God, for redemption. Incredible. So if you participated in that prayer this morning and you want to understand a little bit more about what it meant and if you want to understand a little bit more about what life can look like, we have a free book that we would love to send your way. It's called The Surprise of Your Life. It was written by one of our pastors in our church, Pastor Rick Campana, and we would love to send this to you for free. So on the link provided, <laughs> you can send your name and your mailing address, and we will get that out to you this week. Absolutely. And hey, guys, we want to uh, continue just to, to worship God today. 
by the giving of our tithes and offerings. And uh, so many of you have been giving. We, were, we are so thankful for that. Yes, we Because are. it actually helps. It, 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 all this is, uh, is a result of you giving. <laughs> what we can do in our communities is a result of you giving. Um, and the, the Bible actually says, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your labor. Um, and I, as, as this is the first uh, kind of month of the year, this is the, the, the beginning of what, what we are. Can I encourage you? There's, so, there's something very powerful about when we honor God with the first, he blesses the rest. The first of our time, the first of our tithe, the first of our talents, the first just of our life. There, there's something about making God a priority uh, that actually brings about a change. We don't give so that we get. We give. Giving is part of making God feel loved by us. It just mm-hmm. is. Just saying, God, you know what? The stuff that you've given me isn't so important that I would keep it back from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that uh, the more, when I give, when I tithe, when you tithe at this church, when you give in this church, uh, it helps us to make a difference in our community. And Dee and I, uh, we, have, we have dreams and visions um, for how much more we can actually help in the community. I want you to know that over the pandemic, uh, over this time that we have, haven't been at the building, uh, that there, there's been stuff that has been, God has been revealing uh, and doing at the building. People have literally come to the building to receive food and clothing and uh, ch- uh, furniture, furniture and all sorts of things, that, and, and in that have heard about the love of Jesus. People who may be of a different religion, people who may be of a different uh, socioeconomic or ethnic background from the person who they actually met at the building. Can I encourage you? Those acts of love tear down the walls. When you give, it empowers love to tear down the walls. And that's what I'm believing for. I'm believing that somehow, someway this year, that we're going to be a part of making love known so much in our community that there are, there are walls that were built, yes. maybe over the centuries, by the way, that are going to be torn down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be just an inclusive church that is multi-ethnic in its uh, color portrait. I want to be a multi-ethnic, multicultural, multi-generational church that enables people to feel loved and been revealed the love of God too mm-hmm. in every way and in any way possible because God loves each and every one of us. So thank you, church, for yeah. giving and making a, giving us the a, a ability to be a part of that. You can always give with Linktree or CCB. Uh, check it out. I have, I have it on my heart to pray. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we just close in prayer today? No, can I make one announcement yeah. real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to let you know, chat room is yeah, back on Wednesday. News. Wednesday, new night, new, uh, new uh, I'm going to be teaching about some theology, and we need to actually grab a hold of this theology. Uh, and understand theology because it, it determines how we see everything. It will challenge uh, mm. uh, lots of what we were just talking about today yes. so that we can begin to see how God sees things. We need to see things. We were not made to be chickens. We were made to be eagles. So we need to see things from a higher perspective, from God's perspective, and that will be it. And uh, shoulder to shoulder is back. Forbes is back. You can sign up for those TKC. on TKC. We had a great TKC run this week. <laughs> so much going on. And we're going to have a... Our mobile food truck. That's what TKC is. And, yeah, yeah. Kingdom Chrome. <laughs> In partnership with uh, Carson Wentz and Zayn Wall Foundation. we're going to be announcing some virtual meetings coming up as well. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about it a little bit more. But, I don't, it's Jacob, I'm sorry if I didn't get it. Okay, I got it right. I have production. But I have, a, I have, I have 60 seconds and yeah. I want to pray. God, there's been pain that has been felt, Lord, in 
in two specific arenas of people this week, especially, God. Yes, as a nation. Yes, as a people. But, Father, our police officers that we watched suffer in in the capital situation, God, and their families watching that. Lord Jesus, I pray, Father, for anyone injured in that, especially in that vestibule, God, in that arena that we've seen them hurt and harmed. God, I pray that there would be restoration that happens to their bodies and their souls and their spirits. And, God, also for our black and brown communities, God, that have seen injustices and reactions and responses. Oh, Lord Jesus, help this church understand and know how to respond in action and in love in the days ahead. We are committed, Father, to hearing your voice and following it, come what may. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you, church. We love you, church. We will see you this week at Chat Room Special.